1: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Passion for the Paranormal, bringing our passion for the paranormal to you. I'm your host, Curry Stegan, and uh, tonight we got a great show for you. I got a special guest joining me. Uh, Her name is Jennifer Jones. Uh, Jennifer has a website and blog that she runs called The Dead History. She also has a book coming out, and she has been involved in paranormal investigating for a number of years. So, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Of course, I'm happy to be here.
1: All right, Jennifer, um, I I was really fascinated with some of the work you've done, some of the research you've done on uh, various haunted locations, not only in the state of Utah, but throughout the United States. Um, And uh, I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about kind of your journey what led you into doing in-depth research into haunted locations and and into creating your site.
2: Sure, yeah. Um, I've been investigating the paranormal since about 2007. Uh, I've had a lifelong fascination with the paranormal, urban legends, spooky stories in general. Um, One of the things that really bothered me when I was a paranormal investigator was you know, someone would say, well, the story is that somebody died here and you would try to get more information and no one would ever seem to have information. It would always come from like someone's brother's cousin's friend. And so I just felt like that was one area of the paranormal research that was seriously lacking in in most cases. And, um, I love history. So I thought I would kind of try to blend the
1: two together. Awesome. Thanks. So, um, probably a lot of it seems like a lot of stories out there kind of um maybe go into that urban legend kind of category i've seen a lot of heard a lot of stories out there um that's one of the things i've been impressed about and going on your website and looking at some of the research you've done because i think you've dispelled a lot of the you know the myths the urban legends if you will out there um some of the locate couple of the locations just here locally uh, here in Utah, um, Union Station, uh, Ben Loman uh, and I think, um, can you kind of touch on that a little bit, just kind of the, the the fact that there's a lot of myths and a lot of urban legends, or they really seem to be out there?
2: Yeah, so um, when I started doing this, uh, I was still investigating regu- regularly, and I was actually kind of nervous that I would, you know, start digging deep into the histories of these places, and Maybe I would dispel it entirely, Um, but what I found was the opposite, that while maybe there were a bunch of, like, legends that had popped up or, you know, various stories about the events that had happened in the past, they might not have been correct, but there was all these other historical events that were better than the stories and the legends that had popped up over time, and that I found just fascinating, so...
1: Yeah, sometimes truth is uh, is better than fiction, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's some there's definitely some interesting stories with um, some of the locations and some of the actual true history that you've delved into that I found fascinating. Um, can you just talk a little bit also about the importance? Because you just touched on it just a little bit. Maybe you could talk about it a little bit more in depth of the importance of doing. You know historical research and understanding the location you're going into before you go in as a paranormal investigator to to investigate
2: yeah so you know if if all you're going off of if you've never been to a location before is stories that that you've heard from different people and you haven't taken the time to actually look and, and try to verify any of these you're going in really blind um, you know you want to place your equipment in the best possible location to capture any type of evidence you want your team to be in the right spots you know if nothing happened in a room or you know it's all based on stories that have just grown over time like you're wasting effort time all that so you know doing the right amount of research and finding out what happened where that way you can place your people your equipment in the right spots it just I don't know I think it increases your chances of actually
1: capturing evidence of paranormal activity great Thank you. Um, and can you just kind of talk about because I know it's there you do a lot of painstaking research. Um, I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, I leave it up to a few other members of my team to do a, some of the in-depth research. You know I've done a little bit of research uh, online. I know there's a lot of other places you can go, but again that's not really my forte, um, but I appreciate the fact that you do go the extra mile to do the research that you're doing. So can you just kind of talk about some of the things you do in the research, um, you know, how you go about doing research um, when you're looking at a new location?
2: Yeah, sure, so I I want to make sure that the information that I'm putting out there is as accurate as possible. Um, So I really try to cite everything. Uh, I use historical records, so I dig through census reports, I dig through, uh, you know, various newspaper archives, death certificates, obituaries. It's kind of like a mix of genealogy and paranormal, you know, history kind of combined. So I, uh, I do a lot of Googling, um, but I never use uh, references that aren't Somehow verified for fact. I don't want to, you know, put more false information out there.
1: Sure. Yeah. Because I think, like we just we just mentioned, there's a lot of that out there. Um, seem to be a lot of myths and and a lot of stories that are being perpetuated at, at various locations. Um, so, so is it, does it sometimes involve actually going to libraries or courthouses or stuff like that? Are there other locations that you actually go to to do some of the research?
2: Yeah, um, I've gone to the, the county clerk's office. Um, I've gone to cemetery offices for records. Um, you know, I like to do most of my research from home because it's more comfortable, but there's times where that's just not possible so if I need to go to a physical location then I'll totally do that
1: awesome great yeah and and you know again this is really not my strong area but um you know going on your website and reading some of the history you've done there seems to be a lot of work you've done in that so um again I think it really you know going out there before you go to a location like you touched on and understanding it and getting as much information as you can when I say information I don't mean just the you know the the stories that have been perpetuated but trying to get the ground truth as much as possible about certain locations before you go into it I think that is important um, yeah, if you could just mention, because I know you've, you've investigated a lot of uh, uh, different locations, you either visited and done research or investigated different locations. You had a pretty impressive list on your site, not just locations that you've inv- uh, visited or investigated here in Utah, but across the United States. Um, can you just mention, um, you know, as a paranormal investigator, what are some of the fav- your favorite locations that you've, that you've actually went to?
2: Uh, I have a handful. My favorite uh, in Utah, unfortunately, you can't get into anymore. It was the old Utah County Jail, um, which was just absolutely amazing. And honestly, um, I can get into it a little bit more later in the interview. But uh, the Utah County Jail is kind of what started me down the path of the dead history and what I'm doing now. But my other favorites are Pennhurst in Pennsylvania. Uh, That place is insane. And it's like the creepiest place that you can imagine it's just really cool and the goldfield hotel
1: goldfield yeah i do remember seeing that on a show
2: (laughs) we uh we actually got to spend an evening in the goldfield it was myself and i think five other people um and it kind of started off slow but by the end of the night we captured a shadow figure blocking out a window on film it was just we were hearing footsteps it was it was a fantastic night i loved it
1: so really kind of one of the is in terms of the evidence that you gathered there probably one of the one of the best um, places you've you've investigated in terms of evidence you gathered
2: yeah as far as the um, the video which you know as a paranormal investigator it's not common to capture stuff on on video it just doesn't happen yeah, it's very, very often yes. so to get what we got then was just it was not expected um, unfortunately some of the other really crazy things that happened that night we we were kind of in between investigating we were moving floors so we didn't have anything running but
1: and it always seems to be that way the 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 funny thing is it seems like we see that shadow or you know we see some weird mist or something which is very very rare i want to say for the listeners but you go back and you're like, gosh did I capture that on video? I, I had a video close by did I you know a video camera did I capture it? And it seems like nine times out of 10 it's never there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that's kind of been my experience in you know video. like you just said is so rare to actually capture anything on video evidence. We've had a few shadows that we've captured um, that we really couldn't debunk you know as a part of our group but you're right yeah that is one thing that when you do get it it's it's just very rare mm, it is and uh, okay so yeah goldfield uh, like i said i know i do remember seeing that on a show and you had posted some of that evidence on your site right did you
2: um i think th- there's a video out there that my friend put together uh i I think I linked to it from my blog if I haven't I'll double check and add it it's kind of silly but it has um, the footage that we captured and it, it was just great so
1: yeah I, I thought I remember seeing an EVP clip
0: hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the
1: Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That you had uploaded and onto your site and I don't know if it was oh, that, yeah. that location.
2: Yeah, so that, um, when that was captured, that's kind of interesting because it was just uh, myself and my friend Helmy. We were doing like a walkthrough. We had just gotten into town and they let us in And we were just kind of walking through, trying to figure out where we were gonna put um, our equipment. And we were running our recorders at the same time. I was taking pictures with my um, camera and he was walking around with a voice recorder and his video camera, I think. But um, yeah, there was literally no one else in the building except for us. It's a huge building and we didn't hear anything at the time but when he went back later on as we were walking down the hallway he caught an EVP saying hello and it's clear as day so i don't know
1: yeah it's interesting and and we've had a lot of those too you don't hear it with your own ears you're going back and you're listening to you know your digital voice recorder and bam there's a voice and you know it's like i know this is Nobody else's voice, <laughs> you know, there's two of you in the room and and the other voice there you almost 99 percent sure It's not one of you. So yeah Um, so again, I'm gonna go back to talking about all the different locations you visited and, and again I I kind of envy you that you've been able to you know to visit some of these locations and it's kind of some of these are on My wish list um, And I'll mention some of them Gettysburg. I've been to and I think you and I talked about that um, earlier we both have been there you really didn't get a chance to investigate right? right in terms of paranormal investigating did you find anything out in your research or anything interesting or new that you really didn't know beforehand visiting there
2: um the one yeah i did the one thing um that i i've blogged about already on, on the dead history in gettysburg is devil's den and that's supposed to be one of the haunted hot spots in the area and it's like a um rock outcropping, a rock formation, Um, but apparently way before um, the Battle at Gettysburg took place, that area was rumored to be haunted by the spirits of Native Americans because apparently they had a huge massacre in between warring tribes, you know, a hundred couple hundred years prior to the Battle of Gettysburg, so that was interesting to me to know that, you know Devil's Den didn't get its name from anything that happened during the war it was had been that way from you know many years before that so wow
1: that's that's fascinating because you know all the all the, the battles that took place in Gettysburg and all the loss of life just from the you know the civil war and then going back even further back than that that's interesting that you had even more kind of uh you know battles taking place and that sort of thing gosh that that just seems like even that much more of a recipe for for haunted activity Mm -hmm. for sure yeah interesting location and that is definitely a place i've been there but many many years ago um it was a fairly short visit it's it's on my bucket list to go back and actually want to go and, and do some investigating if possible I'm hoping to get the opportunity to do that. So, a couple of other cool locations. Um, you mentioned Penhurst already, or did did we already talk about Penhurst?
2: Um, not just you and I talked about it prior to, to recording.
1: Okay. Um, anything you want to touch on in Penhurst? Because I think you said that was a fairly interesting location as well.
2: Yeah, Penhurst. You know, I think Penhurst is like the best of both worlds, I guess, because it's this. Um, abandoned massive complex of buildings you know it was an asylum it um it looks like it's just i don't know it looks like post-apocalyptic or something (laughs) but the cool thing about it is almost everything furniture wise is still inside the building and so it just adds like a creepy factor to it um and when i had gone there we were down in the tunnels that connects the different buildings and you know, it's kind of one of those things. I always tell people like investigating abandoned places. I'm, I'm never afraid of the dead. I'm afraid of the living that are like hanging out somewhere and they don't know they're there.
1: Right.
2: So we kept hearing things and it turns out there were kids that had broken in and it's just, you know, um, we got some really good EVPs that day. I had my cousin with me. She was terrified. So it was great, but Um, that place is just on the haunted scale it's way 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 up there so
1: so as far as um so i'm sure you probably did some history too prior to going um and so maybe just for the listeners if you can talk about maybe the history there and and what it was uh
2: yeah so uh Penhurst was the state school for um, the people with mental disabilities, physical disabilities. Um, I'm I'm not good on dates right at the moment, but it opened very early in the 1900s. It was open until the 70s, maybe the early 80s. Can't remember offhand, um, but. Basically, the things that were happening in Penhurst, as far as patient care, um, caused the system of um, basically forcing people with mental disabilities into asylums. It ceased that because they were being abused, they were being neglected. Um, there were just, you know, reports. Like I found reports of inmates killing each other. Um, so you have like a really traumatic place to begin with and then you add all that on to it and they did a documentary about it in the 60s so if you're into Pennhurst and you haven't seen that documentary it's called Suffer the Little Children I believe you can find it on YouTube and it um, shows what the inside of the school was like at that time and the conditions in there and so the history the history of Pennhurst is really sad but historically it was a pretty important place you know at the time.
1: Yeah, and what, if I remember right, this was also featured on a couple of the different paranormal shows. Was it Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures? Uh, I think it's been on both of those. I, I think so, yeah. Because when you mentioned Penhurst before, that kind of stuck out. And, and it kind of stuck out in my brain because it seems like they were featured. I know it's featured on at least one of the shows, maybe both of them. But yeah, it sounds like a fascinating location, another place that might be a bucket list place to visit someday. Um, you visited Queen Mary?
2: Yes. Anything
1: you want to mention about that that you found interesting?
2: Uh, I love the Queen Mary. I, th- I think it's, you know, it's really cool. The ship needs a lot of work. I've heard recently that um, they're starting to put money back into it to um, bring it back to how it was, you know, in its prime. So I really hope that they are able to do that and save the ship because it's, you know, the Queen Mary has history as not only um, – just a really large ship but it was used in the war to transport troops and it was involved in a you know at least one accident where there was deaths and then there were other crazy things i i've been meaning to blog about it um but i'm kind of behind so eventually i'll get to it and share some of those
1: stories so another list of of places you've been to tombstone um alcatraz fort mchenry uh, Bisbee Grand Hotel, you know to name a few others the old Idaho penitentiary I mean some some fascinating places again places. I'd love to go to Someday anything anything else that sticks out. I know the nunnery you had on your list too. Is that the nunnery? Up in in Logan Logan, okay, so I know that's been on one of the shows, too um, I know I mentioned the shows and, and again, I think we talked about this a little bit prior to starting our interview that you know, there's a lot of hype with these shows and there's a lot of, uh, you know, probably some of the stuff that's going on on there is not, you know, you know, it is for entertainment. Right. I understand that. Um, but any any of these other sites? I mean, because, again, there's some, there's a lot of locations here you've visited that, that are very interesting. Any any others that really stand out you'd like to talk about?
2: Um, I'd love to do some over in England because they're so old. Um, I'm trying to think of some that stick out for me uh the old idaho penitentiary is one of my favorites i don't think a lot of people have really heard about it um that's in
1: boise right right
2: and the other one is the rawlins um territorial prison in rawlins wyoming um that's another one of my favorite i like uh old hospitals and old prisons or jails those are my my two favorite places to investigate so if there's one of those within you know a 500 mile radius of me i've probably been there
1: okay awesome yeah and again places that i I still there's 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 plenty of places that you have on your list that i would love to go to someday so alcatraz you had on your list as well um did you just get to tour did you actually get an opportunity to investigate there
2: i haven't had the opportunity to investigate there it's it's probably at the top of my list um right now i've you know gone on the tour a couple times um and it's just a neat place to to visit and you can feel you know you can feel that there's something a little off about being in there when you go there so
1: yeah i i can only imagine again is another place it sounds like would be a great place to even just to go and visit and tour but particularly great place to go Um, I'm not sure these are probably hard locations to get into I can imagine to try and investigate some of these places Charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get into Um, But yeah, some of these that you have on your list. Yeah, I would would just love to be able to go and investigate so All right. So, um, you know, we already talked a little bit about Gettysburg a few others but one of the big things that I wanted to 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 touch on is you know, again, you've done a lot of research of these locations Um, have you found that Um, there there really are more legends associated with the the history that you've delved into than actual facts about locations? Uh,
2: You know, I think it kind of depends on the location. Um, There's at least one place local that is total legend and, like, no substance. But I think (laughs) uh, most of the places, you know, it's kind of like with urban legends. Um, I think they're all based in a little bit of truth at some point and it just kind of like grows and just takes on this weird life of its own so i think most places have that little grain of truth somewhere um but there are a couple that i just you don't know where it came from so
1: so have you, and in, in as a so you've also been a paranormal investigator. Really, your big your big work right now is doing your dead history project and, and doing some of the in depth research. But have you found, um, as a result of your research and in and in, in, in doing paranormal investigating, there uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, have you actually went to a location where you feel like your research has really really yielded you results in terms of evidence that you've captured
2: definitely and it's it's what made me continue to do it um like i mentioned the old utah county jail is my favorite haunted spot in utah um years ago we were able to go and investigate and we actually investigated it um a handful of times it's a huge building it has no power so it's you know it's a process to try to get all your generators and stuff in there but um The first couple times we went, uh, we were focusing on the jail because that's all we knew it as. We knew it as this old jail. And uh, the building's kind of weird because there's like half of the building that looks like a jail. And then there's another half that is like offices and stuff. um, And it's got a couple basements and it's just it's a huge building. And so we, um, you know, we got some results from the jail area. We got some EVPs and, and stuff like that, uh, but nothing really like earth shattering. And I had just started um, getting into like doing the research and, and enjoying I, you know, I really enjoyed doing it. And I found something. I don't remember now how I found it, but um, prior to it being a jail, it was a hospital. It was like a nursing home slash rehab hospital um, from the 50s. And then it kind of all clicked because if you looked at the building, half of the building looked older than the jail portion and, you know, it had really wide hallways and then it made sense, like, it looks like a hospital, I can see this now. And so, um, you know, I found that. Obviously, people had died while they were in that hospital, and um, it changed how we set up our equipment. Instead of focusing on the jail, Mm -hmm. we focused on the older portion of the building that was the hospital. And, um, you know, we got stuff on video, we got, you know, better uh, EVPs. And then we were really excited because we were looking forward to going back, and they shut it down because of vandalism. No one else is allowed to go in ever. It's falling apart now. So that was a bummer because I felt like we were just you know, on the right track. And kind then, of
1: just scratching, getting below right. the surface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, and that does happen at certain locations, especially um, abandoned locations. Sometimes they get closed down um, and unfortunately then you no longer have access to them. So um, uh, one of the things I've, I've noticed as a paranormal investigator is we very rarely, and we always ask, we always ask for names we always ask for names or what year were you born or you know where are you from these kind of questions just trying to try and get them to talk about a little bit about themselves or who they are where they're from have you in your experience and a result of your research been able to capture any of that kind of evidence where it's a specific name or or anything like that
2: um we so In the years since I stopped investigating with the team, um, when I do investigate, it's with my friend Helmy. And Helmy and I kind of, over the years, developed our own way of of doing EVP work. So we don't normally, you know, ask questions. Um, We might in the beginning, like, who's here? Is anyone here? Things like that. But um, we found that we'll try to have just a conversation that's kind of um, based around the history of the location, and oftentimes, like, you'll get things, you know, popping in with their opinion behind you when you go and listen to your uh, your recorder, you know, after the fact. And so um, I guess in that way, like, we'll try to, like I said, have a conversation that's based on the history. So we might talk about, oh, well, when this place was a hospital and did you know that... Um, you know Jane Smith died in that room over there and we have had uh instances and on there's one on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember where it was but it it was a direct response to the topic that we were talking about and it called him out by name and I think it I, I think it called out my friend Helmy but yeah
1: yeah, it's interesting because we, you know, um, as a paranormal investigator, there are times when we've actually, you know, we get intel we consider it an intelligent response. It seems to be that they're aware that you're there. And then other times they just seem to be completely random. And it's like, okay, you know, you're not really sure. The voice just comes out of nowhere and says something and it's not in, in relation to anything you're doing other times we have so i think what you're kind of touching on right is the the intelligent responses or those that seem to be an intelligent response to something you're doing there's there seems to be some some awareness that you're there and and they seem to be interacting with you which i don't know I've, i've personally found as more often it seems to be random but we do get the the kind of the intelligent ones too so but but from sounds like from what you're saying that as a result of your research and stuff you've had better success when you've actually done the research and you've tried to, kind of, kind of touch on the the, re- the the history of the location as you're as you're doing that right.
2: Yeah, I mean if you you know if if there's a rumor about a location that it's haunted by a certain person, um, and you find you know historical information about that person or details or whatever, and then you start bringing up those specific questions, I mean. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. You don't get results everywhere you go. But sure. uh, I think it definitely has helped. And it seems like for us, when we've done it, the result, the responses that we get are uh, a lot more, I don't know, specific. And, you know, it kind of lends a little bit more validity to it, I think, than if it was just like a, you know, random noise in the background. So. Sure.
1: That's Okay, so... Um you know, we, we've talked about some of the locations you visited outside of Utah, both of us, you know, we live in Utah, um, and there's some interesting locations just here in Utah, 25th Street's a, a really, you know, kind of fascinating place with all the history, you've done a lot of history there. Couple of places that that I particularly find interesting is is the Ben Lomond Hotel. I think it's now the Bigelow Hotel. It's kind of went back and forth, um, and then Union Station. So I was impressed with some of the research you've done on Ben Lomond Hotel. Um, is there anything you'd like to share just about because you, you've investigated? I'm assuming you've investigated at both locations. Uh,
2: the Union Station I've investigated extensively. Um, the Ben Lomond it's kind of just been a little you know. I'll stay there for a night and I'll run a voice recorder. I haven't done any extensive. It's hard to get into the Ben Lomond yeah. Hotel to investigate. So
1: yeah, been there once and had the opportunity to investigate. But yeah, it is. It is a tough place to get into. Um, do you want to talk about? Because I know there's, um, and you know, I know just on our discussion before we started here uh, about some of the legends there. Any any of them you want to touch on?
2: Yeah, I I think the most well-known legend about the Ben Lomond is um, the lady who drowned in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm going to mess this all up because I'm trying to recall it from memory, but it's something like uh, her son went to war and was killed during the war or... i don't remember something like that and she was found dead in in the bathtub because she drowned and then her son committed suicide
1: yeah and i think it was one of the adjacent rooms supposedly her, her, her son had committed suicide um so in your research you had basically not found anything to substantiate that story right
2: no you know and it goes back to where i think it's like a little bit of truth and then it just takes on a mind of its own there were Suicides. There's actually been many suicides at the Ben Lomond. Um, More than one has been a woman. I didn't find anything that anyone, anybody or woman drowned in a bathtub. Um, But before the the Ben Lomond was the Ben Lomond and it was the Reed Hotel, uh, a woman did kill herself in her room. Um, Her husband actually is the one that found her. I mean, there's been like numerous stories like that. So I think, you know. I don't know, these legends take on a mind of their own, and people try to make them even more, you know, heart-rendering and... They just kind of go crazy, so.
1: And they're good campfire stories. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: they tug at your heartstrings, so.
1: Yeah, and and, and the other one is the is the Union Station, um, another interesting location. I've been there a few times, investigated. It sounds like you have as well, and you've done some history on that. Um, one of the stories I find fascinating is the um, the story about how the uh, the theater, which which I guess wasn't a theater at the time, actually was used as kind of like a makeshift morgue, if you will. Um, have you found out in your research, or what What have you been able to find out about that story?
2: Yeah, so that room, uh, the Browning Theater is what it's called today, was a mail sorting facility um, for the U.S. Postal Service. So all the mail that would come in on the cars would get dropped off there and sorted and put back on new cars to go out. And... Um, when the Bagley train wreck happened, I believe in 44, um, the closest station was Ogden's Union Station and they brought all the dead and injured back and they used that part of the station to temporarily hold the bodies until they could be picked up by local mortuaries. So i don't think you know they were there for long periods of time probably just hours maybe a day but yeah that's where they they held them all so
1: so you've investigated there um any any kind of um evidence that you've gathered in particular that that stands out
2: yeah um actually i think you know if if your listeners have been to the Union Station and you're familiar with the Browning Theater. Um, Behind the theater, I guess, to the side of the theater is a breezeway. It's like an enclosed... It used to be the um, train platform. Uh, And it's like a really long hallway... And I think that area and the theater is one of the most haunted areas of the whole Union Station. Um, I know the upstairs hallway gets a lot of talk, and I know that we had captured um, a few EVPs up there, so I'm not saying that that area isn't haunted. But personally, there hasn't really been many investigations that I've done there where we haven't got something in that back area. Um, Personally, I saw a shadow figure run the width of the hallway the hair on my arms and the back of my neck stood up. It was like walking through a wall of electricity. Um, we don't get a lot of EVPs back there, but we do get a lot of visual stuff, which is, you know, more exciting, I think, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, some of the, fo- some of the people that, that are in my group have captured evidence, uh, captured EVPs there. I really hadn't captured much there. Um, one was uh, of what sounded to be a gentleman with a Scottish voice which I found to be interesting so yeah it's an, certainly an interesting place um, any legends associated with that that you found um, that, that that really based on your research haven't panned out or you haven't found to be any evidence of
2: um, I don't I don't have any. Or I guess I should say, I'm not aware of any legends specifically. Um, I know that staff have given names to different ghosts. I've never been able to connect those names to um, people that i found. But, you know, I think that's probably why the Union Station is one of my favorite places in Utah and, and definitely my favorite haunted place in Ogden is because the um, the history really checks out um and it really kind of goes along with the activity that's been reported there so
1: yeah it's it's definitely an interesting place and i've enjoyed visiting there so um one of the other uh stories that i wanted to cover because you've done some research on this and which i found interesting so there's been a lot of uh, a lot of stories out there and and uh l- legends if you will about the 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 Ogden cemetery and um, activity associated with it and one of the big ones is the story of what a lot of people like to commonly refer to as flow um, actual name of this person is uh, Florence Louise Grange uh, she was a young girl who died in December of 1918 at age 15 and I think this was based on your research that she did and was laid to rest there at the cemetery um, there, can you touch on any of the um, legends that you've tried to kind of go out and research and find proof of
2: Uh, Yeah. So one of the big things with Flo, um, Flo's grave is, you know, she, she has this car connection in most of the the legends that surround her. So, you know, she was either killed because she was hit by a car or um, she was waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up in a car to go to a dance and they were in a car accident or something along those lines. And, um, you know, she wasn't hit by a car she died from the spanish flu it was raging throughout the world in 1918 and especially um you know utah was hit hard um but the interesting thing about that is her father ralph grange was one of the first auto mechanics in the state of utah and he raced cars and fixed cars he had the first garage in ogden and so I've always kind of wondered if that's somehow why she's been connected to like dying by an automobile, is because of you know <laughs> her dad's yes. history. Because otherwise, it's just so random, you know. Nineteen eighteen, not a bunch of teenagers probably had cars that they were driving around picking up their girlfriends with. So. Yeah,
1: in fact, I would think back in that time frame, there was probably a lot of people didn't even own automobiles. That was it was you know pretty early on you know, in the history of the automobiles. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, I, I read your story on there, and I was like, wow, I've never heard that before. You always hear the the stories that she got hit walking along, you know, the street there. Um, there's a few others, and you, again, the ones involving automobiles. So again, it just goes back to the fact that, like we just talked about before, there's a lot of legends out there, and there's a lot of stories being perpetuated that are not necessarily based in history. So um, that's what I found interesting about that story is, is when I went to your website and read it, I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. So this is the true story about what really happened there. Um, and and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stories out there. People have seen her apparition, this green misty type of of, of you know figure, if you will. Um personally, I don't go to cemeteries and trespass, so I'm never gonna be able to to find out the truth on that one. but I do know a few people who have claimed to have seen her. I don't know what's what you've heard or, or have you had any? any
2: no, I've you know, I have a good friend that swears that um, she saw her coming towards her car. I too do not trespass in cemeteries. Um, I swear trespassings like, it just makes me so irritated cuz it has ruined really good locations for so many paranormal investigators so yes, i don't do it but i have heard from more than one person that they've seen her so
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah it does it certainly makes you wonder i i wish i could get permission just to go in there and just for the sake of of testing it out i want to find out for myself <laughs> is there any truth to this story so So, all right, well, um, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, you have a new book coming out.
2: I do. I'm excited (laughs) about it.
1: (laughs) Is there anything you're willing to share? I know you don't want to spill the beans too much about it. It hasn't come out yet. Anything at all you want to talk about or willing to talk about? Yeah,
2: so uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, The book's coming out October 9th. It's called um, The Ghost of Ogden, Brigham City, and Logan. It's kind of a mouthful. Um, but the cool thing about it is it has a few of the stories that I've, um, talked about on my blog, but they're much more in depth, uh, with way more pictures and things like that. And then there's also quite a few locations that I haven't blogged about that are really interesting and don't get a lot of, um, I don't know, airtime in Utah. They're not real well known, but they're great
1: locations. So. So um, you're putting it out there in your book, so maybe some of these locations will become better well-known once yeah. <laughs> people read your book, go to your site. So um, the other thing that I didn't get a chance to ask you is, I'm sure there's plenty of other locations that you're interested in in visiting. Are there any locations that you're researching right now or planning to visit in the near future? Um, I don't. I, I'm
2: kind of backlogged. I have been to a bunch of places in the last year and i have all the information i just need to actually get it out there but i was focusing on the book so um i don't have like a specific place in mind i would really like to hit montana next year and go to lake dead well that's south dakota but the um i can't think of the name of the town but there's a town in montana that i've been told it has some crazy history and so maybe a road trip up that way
1: so maybe hit three or four sites up there yeah
2: that you know I try to do that when I when uh my husband and I travel or even with when it's a family trip with the kids like we always try to throw in one or two creepy haunted locations so
1: absolutely all right well great Um, thank you for sharing that and what is the the title of your book
2: it's called the the ghosts of Ogden Brigham City and
1: Logan okay great and so um I'm assuming that you're gonna once once your book comes out, you'll be putting information on the site about it.
2: Yes, um, also, if you follow the dead history on Facebook, it'll be uh, updates will be there as well.
1: So Okay, great. So um, anything else you want to mention about your site, um, you know, what you can find there, um, if people go to your site, Um, Do you wanna actually mention the actual name or the the location of your site, the actual site URL?
2: Oh, sure, it's uh, it's just www.thedeadhistory.com. I'm always looking for new places to investigate, so if you know of a place, I have a contact me on there, you can send me the information, I might blog about it in the future.
1: Awesome, well thank you. Yeah, I know I certainly have enjoyed visiting your site, a lot of good information out there. So hopefully for the listeners they'll go out there visit your site um, you know anybody who's interested in the paranormal there's abundance of, or just interested in history of some of the sites there's a lot of information in there you've done a lot of great research so appreciate that um, you know one other thing that I wanted to mention just real quick is um, again I think the importance here is and again I'm not a history buff and, and so this is not my strong area but I do see the importance of doing good research and I think Um, the importance is not only just understanding the location you're going into but also the fact that again if you're just somebody who's perpetuating the myths out there then you're really not doing your job as a paranormal investigator and i don't think it, it lends a lot of um it hasn't led a lot of credit to the to the field so i think you've done a good job with your 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 history and your research um i certainly would go back to the site um, if there's any place I want in, to, to learn more about, maybe I'll go on there and <laughs> drop you a line and, and maybe uh, ask you if you can do a little research on it. So um, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, another other thing I want to mention for our listeners, um, this is, uh, of course, fourth podcast. Um, if you have anything that you want to um, go on the site and actually talk about or ask questions about, please do. Um, you can go to ParanormalPulse.com. And uh, you can go on the site, ask questions, anything you want to talk about. We'd love to have you go on there um, and add to the discussion. Um, again, Jennifer mentioned her site. Um, please go to the site and visit it. Um, she has places in there where you can make comments, ask questions. So, again, Jennifer, thank you so much thank for you. being on the show. I appreciate you joining me. And uh, we'll look at, we'll look forward to the next podcast. Thank you.